Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to the free agency edition of the Orange Weekly Podcast. This year, the Orange Weekly team is going to be bringing you new and exciting content, including live streaming all of our podcasts. So if you didn't catch it on Thursday night, here you go. On this episode, we talk about all the new additions, including AJ Boye, Graham Glasgow, Jarrell Casey, and Jeff Driscoll, on top of the franchise tag of Justin Simmons and the release of Andy Janovich and Joe Flacco. We did record this episode just moments before the signing of Melvin Gordon, but we hope you are as excited to see him in the orange and blue as we are. Either way, sit back, relax, and enjoy the special free agency edition of the Orange Weekly Podcast. Hello again, Broncos country. We are back. We're back for free agency frenzy. It's been not as crazy for the Denver Broncos as for some other teams out there. Hint, hint, the Houston Texans. However, we have a lot to talk about between what's going on with our Broncos, what's going on around the league. We have a lot to talk about, and this is the first time we're doing a live podcast. So if you guys uh, missed something from today, feel free to go onto your iTunes, Spotify, and download the podcast and make sure you follow us. Uh, as always, we have our great Orange Weekly team here. We got Kev Dan. David and Ayla, and we are going to have a good time. Kev Dan, how you doing today, man? Doing great, man. I'm excited. The first time we're doing this live. Uh, we're still calling it over here, you know, our normal show, but uh, trying to get it out to more people. And there's a whole lot of stuff to talk about, especially with no other sports going on. This is the chance to get some, you know, your fill on some sports talk while also drinking. Yes. Uh, by the way, I'm a huge fan of the day three without sports memes. Those are the greatest. David, how you doing today? Oh, man. Lots of days without sports and uh, just barely, barely hanging on, Jared. But free agency's been here for us. Um, you know, there was talk that they were going to postpone the league year, that we weren't going to get free agency on time, even though the CBA passed. Um, so I'm just glad that we do have this kind of this one distraction sports related that hopefully will mean something in a few months when activities will be happening like normal, knock on wood. Right, yeah, and hopefully nothing else gets delayed. You know, they're talking about the draft, and there's a lot of rumors surrounding that, but we'll get to that later. And for those of you who don't know Ayla, Ayla is the newest member of our Orange Weekly team. We're super to have her on. Ayla, how are you doing today? Hey, guys, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Go Broncos. At least we're going to have something to talk about. Uh, No more sports. That's okay. We're here to do this. So Mm -hmm. it's all good. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's let's drive right into it as the questions start pouring in from our Facebook Live and our Twitter feed. Make sure you guys are following each one of those. Um, As we're going in there, let's talk about who we got. Like, who did we who did we get? We got AJ Boye, Boye. Boy, Boy. that's how I'm going to pronounce it from now on. Um, so he's really he's the corner. That. No, don't. I feel like <laughs> so, that's so. He's he's the corner from the Jaguars, right? So we we know about Chris Harris leaving. Chris Harris is now a San Diego, Los Angeles, a Los Angeles Charger. <laughs> and, Boy, the uh, league year just started. That's our first one, and the league year <laughs> started on Wednesday. So. So he's a Los Angeles Charger, and we got uh, uh, AJ Boy. Um, how, what do you guys think about that? Is that an even, you know, number one corner for number one corner? Like, how do we feel about that? So if it's, if you're asking me if it's an even one for one swap, no, but it's a new, more nuanced question than that. It's AJ Boye and Chris, yeah, uh, Chris (laughs) Harris do different things um, primarily. A.J. Boye is kind of more of an outside corner, um, a little bit more in the Aqib Talib archetype, not a, not a really, you know, not the same kind of skills, obviously, um, but a little bit taller, a little bit more able to go with those outside receivers who don't have that necessarily burning perimeter speed um, versus a guy like Chris Harris who was much more of a slot corner specialist. We did see him play him a lot outside last year, um, but really slot corner was his kind of his specialty. um, And he can still do that at a really high level. But uh, 
as far as a number one corner for number one corner swap go, I think you're not going to see as much of a production drop off wise. I think it's going to be at least equivalent going forward and maybe a little bit improved with a younger guy who can do a little bit different things in the Fangio system. So I'm also thinking, yeah, he's a little younger, um, but I think there's a big attitude piece to all of it as well. Look, love Chris Harris, what everything he did for the Broncos, always going to be a fan. But, you know, week two last year when he said, I have, what, 14 weeks left of this. Okay, well, now I already know where your mindset. I don't care what you say for the rest of the season, really. I know where your mindset really is. You know, as bad as that season was last year, as we're going through all that crap, I don't really believe, looking back, that I was sitting there going, yeah, I think he's turned he's turned his attitude around. You know, so as much as I love yeah, the guy, he, I think it's a good fresh start for him, and it's a good fresh start for us. He definitely pulled his head out of out of this season pretty early, and then once the season was actually over, uh, his his actions towards the team. I mean, social media. He had unfollowed us. He was talking to people saying. I can't Kansas City. I could go there, and it's then there. There was a lot of talk up until the night that he signed. Uh, the next day with the Chargers, he was talking to the Raiders as well. So he's, to me, he just kind of slid down the tears. You know, Kansas City, then the Raiders. Now he's going to go L.A. Chargers. It's and from what I read, he's taken a little bit less money than what we had actually offered him. I don't know about what he gets up front or guaranteed, but. I mean, go ahead and go to the Chargers. <laughs> See, yeah. I was a little bit mad. Now I'm coming back to it a little bit, and here's why. Oh, no. Yeah, because oh, gosh. He, cause first of all, he got a better offer from the Raiders than he got from the Chargers, and he turned them down. So he gets at least some points in my book for knowing that's a crummy organization and you don't go to the fucking Raiders. Um, second of all, he got asked directly this week if uh, or today if uh, picking the Chargers was, uh, you know, he was in his mind because he wanted to play the Broncos twice a year. And that was, you know, that was a gimme question. And he said no. He just said that was where the market was. His his interest came from AFC West teams, and that's where he ended up. So he had a, at least a, sh- a chance to take a real shot at the Broncos there and say, yeah, it's going to be a revenge game for me. Uh, he let that go by. And he really did kind of give a, a real shout-out to the whole organization yesterday on Instagram. It's kind of what's expected, but it's, you know, something that he could have chosen not well, to do. And He had, he had to give a shout-out. I mean, he was he undrafted. Didn't. And he didn't. He was undrafted. He, you know, he got his ring with us. I mean, he was a bit, he was a huge part of it. you got to give credit where credit is due. Sure. If he didn't, that would really just show some negative character. Right. And sure. I don't think he's a bad guy um but you know if it's just time for him to move on i i I do wish him the best and you know if you don't want to play with us go on like we want players that want to play definitely time for a fresh start and and i I think a big part of this too is and it, it goes along the same lines with the emmanuel sanders trade that we made earlier in the season right these guys are you know always loved in denver they're always going to come back they're going to be great in denver and and they won us a Super Bowl. They helped get us to a Super Bowl and win us to a Super Bowl. But time goes on. Uh, they get a little older. They ask for more of what they than they want, and they want to go to another place, and that's fine. And I, I have nothing against them. And and you guys know I'm a huge Chris Harris fan. I have been since we he was an undrafted rookie for the for this first year. I've I've loved his play style. Loved what he's brought to the team. But it, this is one of those that like there's no hard feelings either way. There's no hard feelings on either side going. Oh, he's such he's so bad because he did all this stuff. I don't think that's the case. I think we still love him for what he was. He's just not that guy anymore. And he, he's just not that explosive corner, number one shutdown corner that he used to be. I am just looking forward to when we get his, his name in the ring of fame. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's going to happen. That'll be a fun um, day. So for those who are listening to this podcast when it's uploaded on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to, and you've never watched our live show, we try to be really interactive here on the live show. And we've got a ton of comments, a ton of questions. Uh, so we got Dylan here. Gene, how you doing? Victor, uh, how you guys all doing? We also have Lamar and Andrea. Good to see you guys. Uh, some re- regulars and some new folks as well. So uh, Dylan says Harris lost a step. Not going to knock him too much. He wanted to go do a contender. That took less money. 
or yeah, and more guaranteed, which we know he took, uh, and went to a division rival. So at least his home games will have a bunch of orange and blue. We know, that especially for the Chargers, um, who I heard are still going to continue having home games because, my, you know, not enough fans show up for their games anyway. So, they got saying. that brand new stadium, and it's super expensive, and they got to try. Like, <laughs> uh, Abdi says he's in the building too. How you doing? Now, Victor has a good question. Did Chris Jarris have a problem with Fangio? We don't. Obviously, we can talk all day about this. He didn't have a problem with the fans. Where do we think he he felt disconnected from? Was it the coaching staff? Was it just being in a a team that just wasn't doing well for so long, or was it just time he needed to leave? I honestly think it was the overall level of play of our team and especially the offense. He had to play a lot. He got blamed for a lot of things when he was winded. He was out there playing a lot of a lot of snaps, especially when Flacco was out there. Flacco was out there for three 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 downs and then defense is back out, right? He wanted to go to somewhere that maybe had a chance to go forward. And and which kind of surprised me, A, they have a great defense in, in Los Angeles, right? The Chargers do have a very good defense. They have a very stout defense. But they have less offense than we do, especially with the fact that they don't even know who their quarterback is going to be. Like, they're they're really not – they're not doing anything that's really above and beyond. But that, I think that was his biggest frustration. He did, he saw three years after our Super Bowl year where we had just the, the peak of excellence in leadership and in offense, and we just haven't gotten that back. And I think he's just tired of it. I think he was just bored. Well, and on the back end of the defense, too, you know, before this last year, you know, you've got who him and who you had Justin Simmons back there. But this was kind of Justin Simmons coming out year, you know, yeah. in 2018, 2017, we leaned heavily, pretty heavily on Chris Harris back there. And, yeah. you know, he held up as best he could, but it just it wasn't the same without the other, you know, the guys supporting, you know, the keep to leave, you know, the no fly zone back there where he could be a shine and do his best when he was asked to be, you know, the number one, two and three guy in that secondary for a couple of years. Then you have Fangio come in and kind of totally change your defense, totally change what you're doing. And in a system, you're all, you know, you're coming up on 30 years old. You kind of want to do what you want to do at this point. You don't want to have to learn a new system and try to bring all the young guys like Isaac Yadam and those guys along with you. It's just, it would be a lot to me. It's, you know, like we said earlier, probably just a fresh start is what he was really looking for. All right. So let's go. Let, let's let's I got one more. So we're going to talk a little bit about and we'll take some questions about this this subject here. But so we're talking about AJ Boye coming in and mm-hmm. we, we've talked enough about Chris Harris leaving. What is the concept and what is your thought process on a, a Bryce Callahan, AJ Boye starting corner set with Justin Simmons in the back? How, how comfortable and confident are you feeling in our secondary? So I'll I'll start that because I know we he's not the mascot. No, I know Kevin. it's time for I'm moving past that. <laughs> I'm moving past that. Those guys being healthy, and we know what Bryce Callahan can do when he's healthy. I'm going to say it again. My big concern is can he stay healthy for a whole season? Because the last I think it's six years now he has not been able to play a whole season healthy. And so if he can, along with these other guys, I think we're going to have a very strong backfield. And it's going to be fantastic to see both the defense and this offense start really, you know, working both sides of the ball and killing it out there. But once again, once we start having some of those injuries, which every team has, what we got to look at that depth, right? The second stringers, the third stringers, how are those guys going to be able to step up? So as long as we're healthy, it's going to be great. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Bryce Callahan outside of the Miles suit, you know. But uh, <laughs> look, when he's out there, I think he's going to kill it. Ayla, what you got? I I 100% agree. I think the injury part of it is going to be a huge factor. Um, but I am excited that AJ Boy, Boy, am I saying that right? Boy, Boy. <laughs> I, all I know Boy, is that Jared's Boye. saying it wrong. That's, <laughs> that's definitely Boye. not how I'm saying it. <laughs> I just think he's enthusiastic and ready to come somewhere to have a fresh start, which is always uh, it's going to be a good thing. Um, I think everybody's going to be more comfortable with Fangio this year, um, so that will all come together. I'm pretty excited about it. I think we should definitely find uh, one other guy. We've still got some money. We just freed up a little bit more, um, so bringing somebody else in for a little bit more depth might be helpful. All right, to the questions, Kev. Who, what do we got for questions? Awesome. Uh, let me go back a few. 
Nathan says, uh, do you think Everson Griffin would uh, be a good fit on the D-line in the Fangio system? Uh, and then Victor also asks, are we still interested in Derek Wolf?" So those are two questions. Guys, keep posting your questions, comments, uh, and we'll, we'll get to them. Hit that share button for us as well. Um, but Everson Griffin is honestly not a name I've really heard brought up too often. No, uh, Dave, do you have know much about Everson Griffin? Well, Everson Griffin, a uh, guy who played with the Vikings um, for a long, long time, he played, has spent most of his career at 4-3 end, which is really my concern about his fit um, in the scheme. And when I look him up on Pro Football Reference, he's listed 6'3", 273. Um, that's not, I mean, it's not an impossible playing weight for a 3-4 D end, but it is pretty light. You really want those guys to be up a little further toward 290 or 300. Um, Jarrell Casey is a perfect example of what you want at 3-4 D-end, and we'll get in a little bit into that later. But he's a little bit closer to 305, I think, um, and he's a guy who can play basically any position on the in the Fangio system on the defensive line, um, which really makes him perfect. And again, we're, we're, I'm, I'm getting too much into that. We're going to get into that a lot later. Um, so Everson Griffin is, you know, to me, who's got a guy who has had production, been very productive at that position for the Vikings over his career, but not a guy I see as a really great fit for this system. Yeah, and and to mention the to touch on the Wolf's uh, thought process, he's still playing free agency. He's yeah. still seeing what he can get, and and we're basically here as a hey man. You know, we're here. We're here to offer you. We know what we offered you. I know you don't want that, and you're going to see what you could take. But there's all there's always a possibility he comes back, takes a one-year, two-year deal with us to stick around for a little bit longer and see what he could do. And, and, and I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind him coming back and taking the money that we're offering because we're probably not offering him a whole lot, especially with he's also been injured lately. Um, it's been a little bit difficult to keep him on the field. And he is a, a huge inside stop for that run, and he can he really helps out the outside by making the inside very difficult to block. The Broncos are not going to offer him $10 million a year. And it just the way the market has been this year, somebody might. Somebody might have already, and he's just really? kind of, I, you know, he, he might not like the situation that he got offered that money at, and he's just kind of thinking over options right now. But I really I get the feeling at this point he's not back just because he really he has gotten better offers than what the Broncos have given him. So how much of it is he wants to stay on the team? He wants to stay in Denver, and maybe mm-hmm. he's – Bluffing, saying, hey, these guys are offering eight and a half, nine. You know, hey, Denver, are you willing to do that? See if he can get his price tag up a little bit more on the Broncos side before. I, I just can't see him really wanting to go to another team for, what, a couple of years he has left? It's not long. Yeah. Yeah. Ayla, what do you I think? Mean, I, think it, I, th- well, I think his injuries are probably a huge part of why somebody isn't wouldn't offer him. I think it would have to be a bluff. Um, I mean, because dude plays with so much heart. I mean, and he's very much loved in Denver. Um, he is just, he, I think he's becoming such a, you know, I mean, I could see him as a captain. He's he's just there with the team. He brings unity. He's been there for a while. I mean, when we drafted him, it was super exciting and to watch him build with us and grow and as a player. Um, but it is sad that he's gotten injured so much. So, um, you know, I hope they give him – I hope he gives us another shot with the money game. Um, I hope he's reasonable, and I'd love to keep him on the team. And I know fans in Denver, they love him too. I mean, he's a great asset, but staying healthy is going to be key, and and we'll just see how that plays out. Yeah, and and on that note too, when he when he did go down, there's only a few players on that team that when they go down, we're like, oh, there goes our season. He was one of them. He went down with injury, and everyone was kind of like, ah, man, that really that really ruins our interior defensive line because he was really our big run stopper in there. And and, and yeah, Ayla, you're right. I, I do hope that he comes back. I hope that he says, okay, you know what? I'll take that hometown discount and sticks around with the Broncos, knowing that we're proceeding forward. And I think that uh, Drew Locke has a lot to do with a lot of these players wanting to try to stick around too because they have, they see that this fresh face and they see that the, the potential of this team is coming in. I'll tell you what wouldn't surprise me at all is if Draymond Jones at least goes into training camp as the starter at defensive end. And it's Casey yeah. Purcell and Jones. It just wouldn't surprise me at all. So speaking of which, we could talk about Jarrell Casey. Now we're talking about free agency. We just signed Gordrell Casey, and that's a huge sign, and I think that's probably one of my more favorite. My He's my second favorite sign of the four that we've signed in this free agency, right? Um, he is 
trade. What well, he's our sorry, my pickup. He's my second favorite pickup in this free agency. And we'll get to my favorite pickup towards the end. And uh, I wish Matt were here because I'm picking an offensive lineman as my favorite, but we'll get to that. Uh, Jarrell Casey, what do we think about him? I do think he's going to end up playing tackle. I think he's going to be interior. I think he's going to be filling in that inside those inside gaps. And I also think he's going to be getting a lot more sacks than people think he will because people are going to be way too focused on Chubb and Vaughn on the outside. And he's going to be able to get up the middle. And they don't, they don't know what to expect from him because they haven't seen him in a Broncos uniform. Thoughts? Well, I think you got between Miller and Chubb, and I think a lot of people might be kind of sleeping on Von Miller this next year because last year wasn't, you know, it was the it was really good. It wasn't a great the, Von year. The sacks so, were down. Everything else was re- was Von, you know. Right. So I mean, you got those two right there. Look, Chubb goes out to take a break for a player. Some you put that, you know, you put somebody else in there, fresh legs like him. I mean, you're gonna be really worried about those sacks all day long with those guys out there, uh, especially with the uh, the backfield we're going to have, and Dylan talks about it. Chubb, Miller, Casey, Boye is how he spelled it too. Yeah. It's awesome. Jackson, Simmons, Callahan. Uh, look, those guys are going to be killing it out there as, as a defense in general. So uh, I'm still worried about how we're going to stop tight ends. But other than that, I just – it's fantastic, guys. So I'm – I have nothing but good things to say. I I was flabbergasted when I heard we got Jarrell Casey for a seventh round pick, like seventh round pick for, and I had to go back because I've heard the name Jarrell Casey an awful lot just as a guy who on an otherwise unremarkable Tennessee team for a lot of years, a guy who was just wrecking it on their defensive line over and over and over again. And so I went back to check was was he injured last year? Did he miss half the season? Like, what's going on? Is he did his play decline remarkably? No, they were just paying him too much. So you know what? We 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 can afford to pay him this much. And when you look at the contracts being handed out for guys who are not as talented as Jarrell Casey in this free agency period, the contract really doesn't even look that bad. Especially if the salary cap goes up as it's projected to over the next couple of years, which is going to be a dramatic increase. We're not going to be really having any qualms about this deal if you're getting anywhere close to the player that he has been. And he's a Pro Bowl. He was Pro Bowl this year. It's not like he's had four Pro Bowls back, you know, in the 80s. Like, he was a Pro Bowler this year. So I think that's you a You can go time, look up highlights of him sacking Lamar Jackson in the playoffs this year. He looks good. Yeah. Yeah, but that Tennessee team, and he stuck with it because they weren't good for a long time. And then this year, they're blowing it out of the water and still gets Pro Bowl. Wasn't he All-American, too? I mean, yep. I'm excited. Dude looks like a beast. Yep, absolutely. And I think and I think he will be. And, I, and I, again, I think we're starting to pick up some healthy guys and we're trying to keep them healthy, which is, I think, something that Elway is learning as he goes along. Do we have any questions from the fans on this particular subject, Kev? Uh, maybe not specifically on that. There are a lot of comments and questions about uh, what we're going to be looking to do with uh, in, in the draft, especially in the first, first round and kind of, what our needs are after all of this. Zach, how you doing? I'm sorry I'm not trying to ignore you guys. Um, Nathan, Alfredo, Kyle, you guys are awesome. Keep uh, posting those comments, questions, try and get to them. Um, let's see. Dylan says uh, Casey is our Malik Jackson-style replacement from our Super Bowl year, so there's definitely you know some excitement there. Uh, Nathan says if Wolf is not back with Denver, is there any wish list free agents you would like to see in blue and orange that we could afford? So... Let's say, worst case, we do lose Derek Wolf. What are we going to do? What, what would you like to see us go do? Draft or get someone free agency? Probably draft. I don't know that there's really anybody out there on the defensive line as far as the free agent class goes right now that makes me go, ooh. And, you know, maybe it's a, a situation where we trade another low pick for somebody on a roster somewhere. And, you know... That's really kind of been the the mo for this for the front office this free agency aside from the Graham Glasgow signing. So you know we have I I haven't checked the number of draft picks that we still have, but it's a very large amount, and I would be very very surprised if we end up drafting the number of players that we have picks for right now. We're probably going to trade some of them. Yeah, this is a heavy defensive line class too, which is going to be good. It's a lot of them are, a lot of really good ones are going to fall, especially if we just need a whole a whole filler. And right now, I think we have a run 
pat or pass rush heavy defensive line. I think we're really going to need a run stopper um, on that interior of the defensive line. Now, I do think Casey is going to play a part. The other part that comes into this too is now we have Casey and Vaughn who are in the later end of their career, and we have Bradley Chubb who's you know towards the beginning of his. I think we get one more that's going towards the beginning, and we have something that we can have that continuity for. So I think draft two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we have, with the trades and stuff, I think we have 10 picks, if I'm just counting okay. right, 10 or 11. Um, and, and I, you know, of course, we're going to have to go wide receiver with it, but defensive line, I think I think getting another young guy who can mentor under, under our squad right now for a couple of years while these uh, older guys kind of move on, but they're good mentors and be a good time to pick somebody young up and let him let him grow. <laughs> so one name we haven't talked about yet that Kyle asked about uh, is Shelby Harris. We haven't mentioned him at all yet. Um, we all thought he was going to be gone, probably Indianapolis. Well, we're several days into this now, and Indianapolis been zero up ver- DeForest Buckner. They've traded a first round pick to San Francisco for DeForest Buckner, so that door's closed. I don't think he's going to uh, Cincinnati. They picked up DJ Reader. Uh, the, Buff- the Bills signed Quentin Jefferson, I think. Um, the Seahawks took Jerron Reed back. It's, uh, you know, the 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 Dolphins have been handing out crazy money, but I don't, they are kind of out, I would think, at this point. You know, I don't know who's left that's going to give Shelby Harris, I think, the kind of money that he thought he might command. And probably, you know, that was the hype this offseason, that he was going to command a big contract, that he was going to be one of the big ticket free agents. And I don't know that his market has materialized quite the way he thought it might. Yeah, and so this goes back to the conversation we just had about Derek Wolf, and I think we would just be repeating ourselves if it came down that way. At this point, nobody has gone after him. Nobody's really offered him the money that I think he's looking for, and I think he does still like Denver, and I think that's all the same with both him and Derek Wolf. Um, I actually just saw this, and I think it's really funny. Uh, so Nikki Jablal, Jablal, that, whatever that one is, yep, uh, from The Athletic. Uh, so she tweeted back at the beginning of free agency that Derek Wolf posted a pretty dope free agency hype video that is she's pretty sure is a goodbye slash a thank you, and Derek Wolf responded to it saying this is not a goodbye. So that's also a oh, good the, thing to look this, forward to. The Still Hungry video. Yeah, that's the it one. Is a, it is a good one. Um, yeah, I saw it out there, and... But I haven't seen anything from Shelby Harris, that, you know. I mean, he's been quiet. And does one – does this last season really give him the leverage that he thought that he had as well? I mean, it was a great season for him. I don't want to downplay that. But um, did enough teams see him and recognize that and, you know, give him that to work with? I don't know. And again, Shelby Harris is another undrafted guy that we brought in and did very well in our system. And I think that's a lot, what's scaring a lot of other teams away. And I think that's really what it comes down to. His size is not great. He doesn't have great size, but he has that great athletic ability and just that, that nag for knowing where the ball is and getting those, uh, well, his, those swats. His sacks have all come on first or second down. Not He hasn't he doesn't have – you know, his pass rush skills are only okay. That's just the – I think he is – a really top-end rotational defensive lineman, I don't think you can count on him to be a high-end starter in the league. And I think, honestly, I think that's just kind of emerged when you really look at the tape for him. Um, you know, a great guy to have on your, in your defensive line room, but not somebody you're going to be paying to be a premier player on your line. Let's see. Right. Kyle says uh, we'd really like to have a, he'd really like to have a better backup quarterback. So I know we signed... What's his name from Jeff Detroit? Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll, yeah. yeah. So, young guy. He does have some experience. His seven starts, I think. It's not great, yeah. but it's, you know, you know, you, you of course you want your, every, every, every team wants Chase Daniel to be their backup quarterback. But, you know, it's just not the kind of market there is. So what's the difference between him and, um, yeah, R. Allen, Brandon Allen? Yeah, Brandon Allen. So what's the difference between him only having seven starts and, you know, Brandon Allen who's played with us and has several starts and several wins under his belt? You know what I mean? I I, I don't know enough about the guy. I like Jeff Driscoll. I do. I don't don't see anything bad about him, but I don't think we're going to see him. I I don't think that that we're ever going to have an issue with him, and I I don't think it's going to be one of those guys that's going to be a a league traveler and – 
Because I feel like if we do if we do see him, he's going to be another like Trevor Simeon type where he was a backup, then he got the start, did a couple good games, and now we have this quarterback controversy again. And I'll tell you guys right now, my heart cannot handle that. It, it no. can't. No. It cannot this go through is another one of those. First time in, what, three years, four years, there will not be a quarterback battle during training camp. We know who the guy is. So yeah. I don't know I mean, what we're going to feel the like last year, about. but I was still crying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's true. No, no. This year we actually have we know who the guy is and there's reason to be optimistic. There we mm-hmm. go. That's where we're at. Uh speaking of which we cut Joe Flacco today. Yes we did. We do that we waved him. is over. Yeah. We waved yeah. him because well, he didn't pass his physical. Well Right, he didn't pass his physical, right. Uh, you know. It's <laughs> they find the ways and the means and the legalese to get these things done, but the it was time for that to be done. So now that we're on the offensive side, we are here to talk about the greatest signing that we have had in offseason since 2014. And I, I honestly mean that I think Graham Glasgow is a, the kind of player that we get on an offseason that's really going to make a difference and really going to hold up that offensive line. And if all of our guys can stay healthy this year, I think we have such a good offensive line, it's going to be ridiculous. However, that's if we all stay healthy. What are you guys thinking about this Glasgow trade or this Glasgow pickup, and 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 where are we going with this? What is our offensive line going to look like with this with this pickup? I think he's exactly the guy that we needed. Uh, you know, he's got real low penalties, no sacks allowed. Um, it, I don't I don't know if they're going to have him do guard or center but we'll see I just I was excited about it too it's my favorite pick as well pick up <laughs> look you got a guy like Locke you know you got to find a way to protect him bringing this guy in is hopefully somebody the offensive line can be built around and be that leader that that the, the leader of the offensive line you know the one that they all look to uh, to bring their game to the next level so I know that that's kind of what we were hoping to see last year, and it did kind of get better over the year, especially with Garrett Bowles ending the season better than what he did to start it again, right? Uh, but hopefully he's the guy that's going to bring in that continuity that we can count on for, for years to come that's going to keep our offensive line strong and keep Drew Locke standing. Yeah. He's a little bit better as far as pass protection goes than maybe run run blocking when you go back and look at his tape, Glasgow. But overall, he's really, really good at both. And it does look like we're going to see him more at right guard than at center. They really do want to probably stick with, um, you know, Pat Morris is a guy that played some snaps at center last year, you know, late in games um, when they were just, you know, decimated by injury everywhere and they were just trying to put bodies in there. You see Connor McGovern move on to the Jets, um, a guy who I think they made an offer to him in the 5 to $6 million range, and he ended up getting $9 million from the Jets per season. So, you know, I think at this point with Mike Munchak and the production that he's been able to get from Matt Parrott, well, the team has been able to get because Munchak just got here last year, but what he's got from Matt Parrottis, then what he got this last year from Connor McGovern, I feel like they think they can take the center position and put a guy there and get similar production. Um, So they really want to keep Glasgow at his position of strength, which is right guard. Um, it's a really, really good signing. You paid a lot of money for him, but again, it's that kind of free agency market. If you wanted to make a splash signing, you had to pay big money for somebody, and they needed some offensive line help. So like Jared says, if you can keep everybody healthy, you're going to have a great, good-to-great offensive line. We're going to see Garrett Bowles back this year. I really feel like that's probably the case, but other than that, you really, I think you're going to have a very, very good offensive line if you can keep everybody upright. I I agree. I think this is going to be a different offensive line that we haven't seen in a while, and I think that's really going to show what Mike Munchak can do and bring those all those guys all together. And I, I honestly think if as long as again we stay healthy, we're not going to be able to see anything other than wins and and great pass protection and great run uh, run offense. All right, so we've talked about all of our pickups. Uh, oh wait, so Kev, do we have any questions from the from the fans on that specific issue? So we have some guesses on what the offensive lineup's going to be like. Oh, I like it. Before we get to this question from Austin, uh, really quickly, want to remind you guys that whether you're watching this when we're doing it live or when you're listening to this uh, on one of the podcast plat- platforms, if you like us, please hit that like button, hit that share button, hit the follow button. 
Uh, we really appreciate all your guys' support, and really, uh, we talk Broncos amongst ourselves all the time, so we do this so we can interact with you guys uh, and, and just share what we're talking about with everyone else. So uh, please, any support you guys can give us in terms of giving us a follow, giving us a like, really appreciate it, guys, and hit that share button for us. Uh, Austin does say now, uh, do you think Denver would move up in the draft for Iowa Tristan? Um, or just, I guess, move up? Do you see us moving up or down, or are we going to stick there at number 15? So to me, the specific question is, do we do we trade up for Tristan Wirfs, who is going to be one of the top tackles in this draft uh, guy from Iowa? Um, And I don't know that we do. Uh, To me, it doesn't seem like as much as you'd like a guy like Tristan Wirfs to fall to you. And if he's there at 15 somehow, I think you you definitely grab him. Um, I think the way this draft is shaping up, though, and especially with the free agency that we've had, we are going to be in a position at 15 to draft somebody really, really good. Um, we filled up our huge holes in free agency. And at this point, I think we can draft for depth. And so whoever that best player is available is when you get to 15, it's probably going to be somebody at a position that we could use some depth. So to me, I think you do stand pat unless somebody in the Broncos draft room is really, really in love with a player I really don't think we're going to see a big move up. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I see your point there. And I, I've always been a big, uh, I don't think we're going to draft a wide receiver. And I know you guys have disagreed with me. And I, I, and I, I'm honestly, I'll be on, I'm playing the, the both sides here. With the <laughs> offseason moves that we have been making, I can kind of see us drafting a wide receiver now because we're starting to fill the holes. However, uh, there's not big big names out there for the holes that we need to fill. And and what I mean that is, is, is linebacker and that tackle position, right? So we have the one big tackle and that's basically it for the first two rounds, right? There's a lot of guards, uh, in, or sorry, other way around. You got to see it. So guards, there's not a lot of big guards in the, in the, um, draft class that we need to get. Our tackles are taken care of. We don't need to worry about them. It's the guards that we, that is our, one of our holes as well as the linebacker position. And unfortunately this draft is not, first second round heavy in in that aspect so um the, the only person i really want to see is isaiah simmons as a linebacker and he's going to go way too early there's and he'd be the only person i'd be okay with trading up for and it it's at that point what are you giving up for that right what are you giving up to be able to trade up i'm thinking and we could talk about this in our pre-draft post-draft podcast um i'm thinking that we either trade if we either take it 15, we take someone at 15 that's going to be best player available and it may or may not be a wide receiver, or we trade back and we tra- let someone trade up to take that 15 spot to get something from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's to me a little bit more likely than trading up. Ayla, what do you think? I don't know. All I've heard is people talking about the wide receiver position would probably be the first pick to go. Um, I think trading up for anything doesn't make any sense unless we were looking for a quarterback, which doesn't have to happen. So, yeah, definitely not going to trade up. Um, I do think the Broncos will be in the market for a wide receiver, which luckily this draft is heavy in them as well. So I know a lot of people have been throwing rugs around like, oh, we have to, have to. But I think if if he goes, which is a huge possibility – um, there's a lot of other choices, so I, I don't know. I think sticking to step 15 might be a good one, but we'll see how it plays out. And I, as far as the draft goes, I heard they're keeping the date of it, but not going to do any of the live events mm-hmm. uh, course around it. So I think the date's still going to be there, um, just all those events that, that go on around it, all the fun with it. So that's that's happen, a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so date's the same. It's going to be televised. No live people uh, around if you guys haven't no heard people. yet, though, well, okay. what? <laughs> no live people. No live people. No people live. No, no live audience. That's my thing. Live too. audience. Like, it's, okay. Anyway, I'm, as I was saying, NFL Game Pass is free for a few months. If you guys want to go sign up for that, if you haven't already, so you guys can get all the the Game Pass experience, which I think includes NFL Network. Um, Old Broncos so, games. Just something else to think about. Stuff, yeah. All the games, everything. Yeah, so we have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, filling filling the gaps with all the old stuff. It's if fun. you're a live person, you can go check that out. <laughs> okay, lots of, yeah, you're lots done. Of water. <laughs> what are you What are you drinking? Take that away from him, bartender. We can't We can't play this game anymore. All right. So we talked about uh, who we picked up or traded for. Uh, we talked about 
Um, the guy, a couple of the guys that left. There's one more person that we need to talk about who left before we talk about people that we've kept. Uh, and that's Andy Janovich. What is mm-hmm. your feeling? And, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because we all know he doesn't fit our new system with our new offensive coordinator. But we got to talk about it. I loved Andy Janovich. I thought he was the heart of that offense. And sometimes he just had so much uh, – he had so much heart when he played, and you could tell that he was a little guy just trying to get through and trying to trying to make his way. And I love that about him. And I'm sad to see him go, but I do understand the business, and I, I wish him all all the best. Uh, where did he end up going? Oh God, uh, is he a Brown? I think he's a Brown. Yeah, he is. He ended oh, up in Cleveland. Brown. Brown. Yeah. So maybe I don't wish him all the. No, I'm just kidding. I wish him all the best. <laughs> he needs all the best he can get. He's in, he's a Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of Andy Janovich? Yeah, I mean, he was great for helping the run game. Look, if he doesn't fit the system, he doesn't fit the system. But he is one of those guys, like you said, always came out with a ton of heart and passion. And, yeah, just sad to see those guys go. Totally get it, but. Uh, you know, it, to me, it's he, we got a seventh-round pick for him, and I don't know if we traded exactly that pick for Jarrell Casey, but we turned a seventh-round pick into Jarrell Casey. And, you know, it. I'll take that trade, honestly. If that's kind of the the equivalency that we're making here, and it's kind of a false equivalency, but Andy Janovich for Jarrell Casey, sorry. I love Danny Janovich. He was a great Bronco, but that's, to me, kind of a no-brainer. I'm 100% on board with that great Bronco player, um, but it was a if that was the swap out of the trades, then it was well worth yeah. it, and we've got, you know, we wouldn't have used him anyway, so what's the point of keeping him around? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do wish that guy the best. It was definitely not one of those ego-driven players, which always makes me like a guy a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I do want to mention, too, and I, and I love this about Broncos country. I love this about the Broncos organization, is that all of these guys that we're talking about, we've all said the same thing. Like, we love them. We wish them the best. We hope that they do well in the next one. We have not had really a bad falling out with a player in a while. Uh, there was one time with Ward, I believe it was, that when he went to Tampa Bay, that we everyone was like, "Whoa, Broncos organization, what the hell are you doing? Like that, you really screwed him over. Like you should have done that better." But other than that, like everybody that we've had that's moved on, Emmanuel Sanders, Chris Harris, uh, Janovich, like all these, everyone loves them, and everyone is is happy to see that they're they're doing well, that they're going somewhere, they're getting big money, and I, I just love that about the organization. And bless T.J. Ward, but he did not have a great career in Tampa either. So, oh no, he know. didn't. No, he that looked like a great trade on part of the yeah. Broncos. That's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question I think we had earlier, kind of getting to the draft stuff, and Ailey, going to start with you. Now that we've kind of made these these moves, what you know, let's say we draft a wide receiver round one. What would you like us to see? You know, what would you like to see us focus on in rounds two, three, four? For you know, what what else do we need? Where are we weak at? Where do we want to build that depth? Um, I think if we don't find another cornerback, uh, we need to build a couple of those positions. Um, at least one more guy. I don't know if bringing in a young guy there would work or if they're still looking into other guys. Uh, I know we had talked about that before on the other show. Um, and then defensive line, I know we've, we've kind of hammered that into the ground tonight, but it just, it's going to have to happen. Mm. We're going to have to, we're going to have to make that a priority as well. And I like the idea of bringing a young a young draft in for that. I think that's great. I think we'd be able to mold him. Um, I'm kind of digging Fangio, and and he's a defensive guy. So I think that would be something we have to do. Yeah, on the on the corner end, I, 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 I agree with you, and I think we should pick up a corner probably later on. I don't think he, it's a huge hole in our system where we're at right now just because obviously we have the two that we talked about earlier in uh, – Boy, and uh, <laughs> one move right. that we haven't talked uh, about at all. Well, we did re-sign Devonte Bosby to a one-year deal. That's what I was getting uh, at. So we have De- we re-signed Devonte Bosby, and we also have the other Harris, who I think, and I honestly, and I know if you guys have been following us, I think his play is really good, and I think that our defensive coordinator really has a good handle on who he can match up against and who he can't, and I think that they're really good. So we have four guys back there right now that are decent, but I agree with you, Ayla. I think that we should pick up a corner probably third, fourth round to see if he can compete with some of these guys. We only signed Devontae Bosby to a one-year deal, and I think that really shows that we might pick up someone to try to take his spot for the for the following year. We do have two third-round picks, and um, I would, you know, if we went 
second round running back, that would be something that I think would be kind of surprising, but not really. Um, that's kind of an up area where we've seen the Broncos. You've heard them be interested in upgrading that area this offseason. The, there was, you know, the talk of Melvin Gordon before you heard what his market was going to be like. And there was talk of other free agent running backs. Jordan Howard was linked to the Broncos at one point. And there is a sneaky amount of depth for kind of big number one running backs in this class. Um, A.J. Dillon out of Georgia is, is a name that I think you should keep an eye on. Uh, but I really, really think that that is something Broncos country should be watching out for second or third round would not surprise me at all if we picked up a running back in the, in, in one of those early rounds. Yeah. You you say that early round, just, it scares me because, uh, while we obviously have Philip Lindsay, um, got injured for a little while and Royce Freeman ended up taking the hold. But, um, for the, for the most part, that's, that's our running back duo and, and having a secondary or third guy back there is good. Devontae Booker, I'm sorry, it just didn't cut it, right? Uh, we tried to get him at return. We tried to get him at running back, and I, I wanted the best for him. He just, It just didn't work out. And, and I think that um, getting another running back or bringing a couple, in, a couple running backs in would be good. I just don't, I just don't see it. Second round's hard, man. It's just, and, and you really don't. You don't have to go second round. Uh, like I said, we had two third-round picks. Um, there's not going to be a, a run of, at, of, on these guys at the top of the draft. And there are four or five guys I think that you could pick up who would be a major day one improvement to this running back room that you don't have to pick second round. I would just not be shocked if that's the way the Broncos yeah. go in in the second or third. Yeah, here's my problem, mm-hmm. though, is is we could literally go down the line of every position that we have, and it would either be, no, we're good, or no, uh, there's not enough talent in first or second rounds, or no, we're good, no, we're good, no, there's not enough talent for second rounds. And then by the end of it, you would get to me and be like, hey, Jared, uh, we're out of positions, and I'd be like, oh, shit. Well, and like, and I, this is a deep, uh, deep class, a deep draft class at positions that we need. It, like you said earlier, deep defensive line draft. Deep wide receiver class, we've been – that's all you'll hear if you listen to anything about this draft class. Really yeah. not too bad at cornerback either. There's not a lot of blue, blue chip talent, but there are – that second level at cornerback is pretty decent. Um, sneaky good linebacker class. So, you know, there's guys going to be out there. Um, I just – I think at this point we are going to see a mostly offensive draft just because that's what we really have been – trying to spend these last tra- few draft class doing is is building an offensive core and i think we're getting there but we're not quite there with all the weapons that we want to go forward with if we want to take this quarterback going forward steven says don't let it be another monte ball oh, right no and no more wisconsin running backs in general Look, can we not? i just i we... I, 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 I love i've to... been drinking already i don't need to drink well more. see maybe maybe talking about drinking while while discussing monte ball is not super sensitive of us because that's wow I'm, no i'm saying that escalated I'm quickly saying, you really just maybe went we that, brought that to it maybe we should moving shouldn't. on uh-huh. yeah <laughs> moving on uh let me go back <laughs> Yeah, Kyle brings up a good point. One, we didn't have Chubb last year, and uh, even with all those injuries, Denver still had a top five defense last year. So, I mean, yeah, that is something to keep in mind through all this. I know it's it's easy to just focus on what the record was, but... And it's a complicated defense. So having veterans is. who is. know this defense going into a second year, we saw them get better as the year went along. It's really, I think, gonna we're going to see a lot better as, year, as, the, as we go forward. Yeah, I mean, they just... Points allowed were minimum. I mean, they really didn't get ran over by anybody except the Chiefs, and really not even the Chiefs. Minnesota, and that, yeah. and that was the, wasn't that the snow? Yeah, game? I mean, they they, they yeah. ran us over pretty hard at, in Denver, but and both yeah, games too, yeah, yeah, but them in Minnesota, those two games were they kind of like yeah, that Minnesota game's kind of an out half of that Minnesota game. I mean, it's <laughs> like what, we should have had them. What, what happened, guys? Can we not let's let's not we're looking forward we're to the future, forward, not, not dwelling on the past. That's right. One guy that I'm excited to watch again that would I haven't even muttered his name. What about Noah Fan? Oh man. Oh yeah. He's oh man. That, and that's something. yeah, no, and that's somebody you hear that from the Broncos organization, they expect him to have a, a big step forward too. Um Pat Shermer, I think, is gonna help his game a lot. Huge. Yeah. But, yeah. He's gonna be I'm excited. I mean it gives me like 
I, I already think he's be, you know we saw how much success Evan Ingram had under Pat Shermer in New York I think Noah Fant is going to be better I really do absolutely yeah. uh, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to with this team yeah for and on, nice. on the offensive side of the ball sorry Jared go ahead no, no, so we're, we're going to move on a little bit. We're talking about what we're excited for, but we, we still have a few people that we haven't talked about in this offseason that we've we've kept around. Yeah. We've kept uh, a few people around. Some of these guys, not so much. We talked about Bosby already, We right? We we. Well, what it means for the franchise, though. I mean, you have those guys that you, you re-sign. You know they're going to be with you for the long haul. Again, it's it's key pieces to build the team around, you know. Um, when there's no question about are they going to be leaving next year or something like that. Uh, look, with Simmons, we're going to get him a, a really good contract. Um, if not by this year, then next year. You know I mean? He's not going anywhere. We're not going to let him go. So... It's good to see that this team is finally getting a foundation on which to build on. Uh, and that's what is creating the excitement for this next year. Uh, and years moving forward is we're going to see that improvement. Fangio is not going anywhere. If you ask me, our, our losing season streak is over. I just can't see with this team and the way they improved throughout the year. Look, I think after we went 0-4, we went like, what, 7-5 and after that? So... There was improvement. I'm excited. Yeah. For all those reasons. Yeah. We ended off the year, what, 4-1? and one? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, you know, well, talk to me after the draft, of course, as far as all that goes. Um, but what I really, really think is going to be key for Justin Simmons is if we go through this kind of free agency process in the next few days and we don't see the Broncos make any more big money additions. I'd like to see them sign a guy like Prince of Mukamara. I think you can get him, um, you know, a guy like Kevin Johnson just signed with the bills today for three and a half million dollars that could escalate to 6 million. I think that's like a, definitely a template for a Prince of Mukamara kind of deal. A guy who knows the Fangio system and played well in it. Um, so I think if you get a guy like him going in the secondary, um, but that, you know, you don't see any other kind of big deals it's going to be because you're going to see a big Justin Simmons contract coming. We've seen the tag applied to guys before they are signed to long-term deals consistently here in Denver. Vaughn Miller, Demarius Thomas, Brandon McManus, um, just three examples of guys who got the tag and then got a long-term deal that same offseason. So I think if you see another big money deal for the Broncos at all this this offseason, it'll be it'll be Justin Simmons. Ayla, your thoughts before I um, ask my question? Dude. Dude deserves it. No, go yeah. for it, Kev. <laughs> so, honest, serious question. One thing that oh, I... Gosh. I'm, no, seriously, though. I know I've joked about it in the past. We need a punter. Hey. Where are we going to get a punter? Are we gonna, I'm serious. Yeah, Look, right. we haven't had a consistent one for years now. And if we're trying to play the, you know, the field position game, we have the talent there. We've got to build up our special teams, especially on the, the punter specifically. Kevin, we're not drafting a punter. I know we're not going to draft a punter, <laughs> but certainly not, not in the first in the round. round. Again, I know I've joked about it, okay? But <laughs> where would you guys like to see us get one? Free agency or draft? Or are we going to stick with a guy that we pick off the streets again this year? I say, I say we do an open tryout and so we post the advertisements at the bars. We have several sixth and seventh round picks. Just get one. Get one. Uh I mean, who can't... Look, we, we did that last year. We got one. The year before that, we got one. So get another one. It's kind of like drafting a quarterback, except much, much less important. Just Right, and you can't you can't imagine that, like, draft... Just because you drafted him means that he's probably one of the best. Like, look at Young Fu, or whatever his name was, that was, that was drafted by uh, the Chargers, and he did terrible. I mean, he was a kicker, not a punter, but still, he was awful. Like, drafting a punter is kind of like, who scouts that? Who makes money to go to scout punters? Right. Look, I, I agree with all this. So at what? how many chances do you give a guy before you bring in three other guys and say, you know, ten other guys so and I know, say, prove me what you got. Super mad Whoever does the best comes year? back. 
I don't know you were super mad at our punter last year because he was like Joe Flacco. He was either like really good or really bad. Yeah, um, but that's been like our punters for the last couple of years. Yeah, okay. we, sometimes they're great. We have Other officially times, devoted way too much of this show to the position of punter. I'm just saying. It has, it has I'm just been saying. Ninety seconds. So let's it's Kevin's let's fault. move on. Just I, saying. I wasn't going to name names, but of course it's Kevin's fault. <laughs> of course it's just Kevin's saying. fault. I like I'm how sure, Ayla's been I'm quiet sure through this whole know, thing. Well, I'm sure our team knows that we need to address it, and right. well, so but I'm not worried about it. Let's move on. All right, we're moving on. Kev, let's take let's take a couple questions before we uh, sign off here. What, do we have any qu- burning questions from the fans? Let's see. Thomas thinks about uh, um, maybe we'd get J.K. Dobbins in the second round, and then... Sounds like a Harry Potter character. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. Kyle says uh, we get a receiver with a number two pick. Second round pick. Uh, so who would we get in the first round? You know, he says move up for CD Lamb. Um, See, the thing to me is, I think one of the big three receivers will fall: Henry Ruggs, right. Jerry Judy, or CD Lamb. And all of them, to varying degrees, are perfectly fit, per- perfect fits for this offense. Um, Henry Ruggs, I think, gives you the most that you don't have in another receiver, and that's why I, you know, I, I mean, he's been my wish list receiver. The entire time, but all of these receivers offer something to this offense. Yeah, I, I, I agree with David. I think one of those three is going to fall to fifteen. If we really want one of those receivers, they're going to fall to us. Um, but I'm on the. I, I I feel like I'm stuck on the we're not drafting a wide receiver train, and I think I'm going to ride it until I'm wrong. That's Jared for you. You. Yeah. And then you know he'll end up being right through no fault of his own like nothing that he did will have caused him to be right but you mean my genius yes, and then That's he'll and mean. then he'll talk about his genius for <laughs> for a while so that'll be that'll be something we'll all get to enjoy <laughs> what else we got kev uh let's see i think that's most of it uh kyle does say no no telling what elway would do in the draft that's true Austin is thinking about uh, AJ Epinenza. Epinenza. Uh, right. DM yep. from Epinenza, Iowa. Yeah. A guy who, if he, he was there, I don't know, at 15. I don't like the value at 15, but if you traded down um, to maybe in the mid 20s and he was there, the best player available there, that's, you know, that wouldn't be a, a guy I would, I would turn over a table and say, terrible pick. That would be all right. Also, his middle name is Jared, so I think we got to pick him up. Moving right along. Wow! Not Talking even about a... things we've we spent too much time on the show discussing. <laughs> I mentioned it once. All right, once was fine. enough. Fine, fine. Boom. Uh, um, all right, yeah, so let's let's have our closing thoughts here as we're getting towards the end of our episode. Um, let's start with you, Kev. What some closing thoughts and uh, what what are your thoughts so far on free agency? I, I'd honestly give us an A plus, you know, uh, with all these signings, and we're not. I'm not the only one to say that. I mean, a lot of people have come out and say, you know, give us an A plus. What are you laughing at now? Of course, Kevin gives us an A. Like he is Mister Optimistic. He's like well, last year I wasn't. You were Mister Optimistic last year. This is happening. Right. All I said was we're not mathematically eliminated a couple times. A couple times. Yeah. A couple times. The only way. All the time. The only way Kevin would ever give the Broncos an F is if they brought back back Vance Joseph. I could give them a D minus minus. Okay. I'm not. I can't give them an F. They had their reasons. B minus. No. D D minus minus minus. Can't give him enough though. You're right we're on taking, that. We're, we're taking Kevin's yeah. time. Take, <laughs> take away, Kevin. A, pl- a plus, Kevin. A plus. Okay. Back to that. So look, this going into the draft. Yeah, let's let's try and make another couple moves here in free agency. But this is taking us in the draft where Elway has had a couple really good years in a row of drafting. And so if we get a third year of that on top of this awesome free agency we've had, again we are building a team that is going to last for more than one or two seasons. You know, it's no. Elway, I think, has really gone out of this mindset of win now. And this is what we've been waiting to see, right? We talked about it all last year. Are we just picking up a couple pieces because we need one or two guys that are going to get us to the Super Bowl? Well, we've seen that that's not even close, right? So we are making moves in free agency that I really feel we've talked about before are big key holes that we've, we need to address for years now. We're doing that. We're setting ourselves up to really draft the best player that we think is there uh, and add solid depth to this team in the draft. And that's what's going to build us a team that's going to take us 
you know, deep into the playoffs, maybe even a Super Bowl here in the next several years. And that's what's exciting about all of this. So, A++ for the Broncos. Yeah, really good. (laughs) I'm just glad that Kevin is not a Texans fan because I don't know how the optimism would match with the stupefying what's happening right the now totally mind-boggling i don't know what, things i don't know what you're trying to say david are you complimenting me that i'm not a dave uh, i'm not a texans fan I'm just, or i'm glad because your brain it that way, your Kevin. brain <laughs> it would break your brain it really would i think um for me there's always next year man yeah well um a's a's should be very hard to earn in free agency so i'm gonna give I'm going to give a B plus, A minus, <laughs> A minus, maybe. It's still it's, an A. It's, it's a, like a 90, a 90.1. You're, you're, <laughs> if you're a me in school, an A is an A, you, right? you, turn in, <laughs> you turn in one more, you know, borderline signing. We could turn this into a B real quickly. But I, I love Graham Glasgow. You lock a guy up like that who's still young in the prime of his career. Um, hopefully he can be a foundational piece on your offensive line. Um, you got – AJ Boye, you've got Jarrell Casey, both guys who you can get out from under if they don't perform to your standards. But if they do, you've got team options to keep them. So both of those good signings, or both of those good trades. And that's the other thing. You haven't spent crazy money against the cap this offseason, even though the cap's probably going to go up. You're thinking about having to re-sign guys like Cortland Sutton in a couple of years, maybe giving Philip Lindsay a pay raise. So you're giving you're doing the fiscal responsibility thing. You know, AJ Boye is going to make 13 million this this upcoming season versus a guy like Byron Jones. You know, the big sexy name that was linked to the Broncos all off season. Will they sign him? They could sign him. He got 17 million dollars a season. The AJ Boye's contract looks great by comparison. It's just you know you're going to be so you're not you're not doing crazy. I I love it. Basically, is my is my bottom line. A minus for me, just because you didn't, you haven't gotten filled in all that depth at linebacker or at cornerback quite yet. All right, closing thoughts, Ayla. Uh, well, why don't we give them an A for Ayla? <laughs> I like oh, that. I see I, what you, you know. did there. This is I happening. Like all right, just <laughs> <laughs> throw that in, guys. Uh, but I do. I I think it's been unexpected and. Uh, magnificent to see guys that weren't even talked about that you know Terrell Casey is going to be fun um and then outside of of all this trades and free agency I am pumped to have our quarterback that's going to lead the team I think that's been a really you know missing thing for a lot of years so um that's something I'm seriously looking forward to and there's there's still a lot of time uh it'll be fun to see how the draft plays out and even though we can't be there, I'm glad we didn't get a sponsor for that because that would have sucked to have to turn that down. Um, so, you know, it's all working out just fine. And uh, A for Ayla. <laughs> a for Ayla. So everyone's given A's. This is ridiculous. Uh, so so I'm, a borderline A. Uh, yeah, Still well, a. you... Yeah, you gave in to peer pressure. Don't give me that. Right. No, that, um, that happens. So, that happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm sorry, Ayla, I can't do it. I, I can't give an A, and this is why. I'm giving a B. Um, also, I don't do the plus and minus, because, uh, back in our day, uh, there was no plus and minus. You got a You just got, like, happy or stickers or frowny stickers that was for grades, didn't you? Jared got a lot of frowny stickers. <laughs> 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 Not a lot of gold stars on that homework. Uh, I got a lot of thumbs up if you flipped the thing upside down. All right, so... <laughs> So, so this is the reason I give him a B. And, and honestly, I give him a B because of this one thing. I've been talking about it uh, all off season. I've been talking about it towards the end of the last season is we still have not identified what's happening in our linebacker position. Who's going to be our starting linebacker? What are we going to do there? Have we gotten somebody that can actually cover tight ends? Because we haven't been able to do that this decade. Um, that's what I'm really worried about. We, we shored up that defensive line, which is great, and I think that's a big part of it. Uh, I just I need something at that linebacker position. I need something to identify that linebacker position, especially knowing that this draft does not hold well in the linebacker position for something that for such a big position in a, in a leadership team uh, position. 
That's my only reason. Other than that, I love it. I love the Glasgow trade. I think that uh, we talked about that already. He's my by far my favorite pickup. Uh, Jarrell Casey was a huge pickup, and I think he's going to be playing a lot of inside, and he's going to be filling a hole that some of these guys may leave if they do, if they do end up leaving, like Wolf. Um, but other than that, I think I think we did. We're doing a pretty good job, and we're starting to piece together a team that's going to be here for a while. In the last couple of years, we've had a lot of issues with past draft classes and past trades that we made. That, that just have not worked out, and, and I think that we're starting to see the beginning of a very good Broncos team that's going to take us a long way in the future. Ready to end the show, Jared? Because I got some plugs. Oh, do plug it. We're going to plug uh, it. That's probably a bad way to put that. Yeah. Well, as long as we have live people, we can plug it, right? Um, All right, plug it. So, hey, guys, if you're listening to this podcast uh, on one of the podcast forums or uh, formats again, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever right google play uh cool yeah google play go ahead and uh hit that like button for us hit that share button for us uh follow button whatever button's there press it let us know um if there's anything you think we can do better you want us to see uh, us do different this next year or add to the show maybe do less of um maybe it's me talking i don't know you know if that's what we have to do Um, all of us talking but (laughs) we are here for you guys so appreciate you guys tuning in if you're watching on facebook live hit that like button as well Um, i know times are tough but we are here to talk football uh and we're going to be back a lot more frequently when it gets closer to the draft so watch out for that we're going to be adding some awesome new content next year Uh, So lots of good things to look forward to in addition to the Broncos being awesome, right? So thanks for watching. That's all I got to say. And we always sign off with a Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Orange, man. I'm riding orange, man.